0: This program is intended for mature audiences only. Altitude Adjustment may contain language, images, or other content that some may find offensive. Your discretion is advised. Welcome to Altitude Adjustment. Good afternoon, I'm Leon Davis and you're listening to Altitude Adjustment the twice-weekly podcast uh, about people, politics, and professions. Uh, we're missing one of our co-hosts today. Uh, five minutes before going on, um, ex- he experienced some internet insanity. Uh, basically, he lost his internet. Uh, so Leonard will be back with us hopefully tomorrow. Um, and if his internet comes back up pretty soon, then he, may, he may join us uh, today. Uh, I want to welcome my co-host, Warren, Great to have you with yes. me today. Glad to be here. So let me start. Um, today's podcast is going to start. It's gonna, We're going to cover a couple of topics, uh, but I, I titled it uh, Afghan, Afghanistan 2.0. Uh, so let me play this. Let me play this video. I've got a couple of videos I wanted to share. So let me play this one video. This
1: material material is is being presented presented via copyright copyright disclaimer disclaimer under section 107
0: of the Copyright Act of 1976. Allowance is made for fair use for purposes such as as criticism, comment, new new reporting, reporting, teaching scholarship, education, and research. Fair use is a use use permitted by copyright statute 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 that otherwise might be infringing.
1: Those who carried carried out this attack, attack, as well as anyone who wishes America harm, know this. We will not forgive. We will not forget. We will hunt you down and make you pay. We will not be deterred by terrorists. We will not let them stop our mission. We will continue the evacuation. I've also ordered my commanders to develop operational plans to strike ISIS-K assets, leadership, and facilities. We will respond with force and precision at our time at the place we choose in the moment of our choosing. Here's what you need to know. These ISIS terrorists will not win. So,
0: so my first thought is, you know, more of that saber rattling, more of that, you know, we're in the process of trying to get out. Um, we're, we're in a country We're in in an environment where people believe that lives, that other people's lives, even their own, is useful for presenting an ideology. Mm -hmm. That means there is no value to another person's life other than to further my cause. They're willing to kill themselves. They're willing to kill women and children and the elderly and the sick and military. They're, they're, they're willing to kill any and everything to further their cause. And, you know, we're, we're in there trying to fight with um, some rules. about war. That we're trying to preserve those lives that they're willing to to sacrifice for their benefit. And so we're trying to get away from that. We're trying to get out of that. And they do what they do. They suicide bombed. People trying to get out to safety. And our response is
2: we're gonna get you. Well, that's normal. I mean, what, what what would you expect him to respond with? I would expect, and I'm glad you ask, because a lot of times people
0: proffer ideas and they don't proffer solutions.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What has happened is tragic. We have lost people we are in the process of trying to save as many people as possible. And we'll deal with this situation once we've, once we've gotten everybody to safety. I think we should keep focus on, and this is my statement, you know, we need to keep focus on what is most important here. We are we, we realize that they're willing to sacrifice lives, and so our most important mission is to save the lives of the people that we can, and then we will deal with this later. That's what I would expect them to say. That's how I would expect him to present the information, to let people know what our mission is, to be consistent in that message, making sure we note that that's what we're going to do. And then that saber-rattling stuff, uh-huh. You can save that for, um, you know, when we go in and we we strike. And then on the evening news, it says United States drop bombs on such and such a place. Then we can say, hey, that was in retaliation for that
2: bombing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I, I feel I feel you, you know, but this is America. <laughs> I know. But 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 while this is America, <clears throat> Let me put on my um, Fox News uh, Tucker Carlson face. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Well, once again, the no-balls Democrats whimper out as they've taken out about a dozen of our soldiers, and their response is, They got us, but that's okay. We'll we'll, we'll get them. Yeah, what are they going to do? They're not going to do anything. Let's just watch and see what they do. I, I mean, he he could uh, say a whole lot more, and I'm sure he would. But I th- I think I liked his response. I mean, considering what he could what he could actually do at the time, he really couldn't do anything. And as far as I'm concerned, it's not what you say; it's what you do. And right now, we know his hand his hands are tied. That's why I felt like it was such a bad thing for them to not get all those people out because what can they do? You know, we've still got how many hundreds of thousands of people still there. And we want to try to, you know, engage in a conflict when, when those people are, you know, subject to die at any minute. I mean, they could, they could, uh, launch a dozen suicide bombers through into that area and it would just be utter utter chaos. Hopefully that won't happen, but potentially we are in a bad situation right now, which is what most of us are complaining about why they left it like that. But right now it is what it is. Hopefully we can get the rest of those people out uh, or as many as possible out in the next, uh, how many days we got? Five or six days. I I I I understand all of that and the, and the, the
0: Tucker Carlson, um, you you know you brought up the Tucker Carlson's and the Fox News and the other, um, you can't let pundits create um, military policy. You can't, because no, you- in the end, the, the he as leader, as as uh, commander-in-chief of the military, is responsible for the lives of those people. So if somebody's calling mm-hmm. you a wimp and a pussy and a whatever, um, you still have to focus on what is most important. Not everybody's going to like the job that he's doing. the The issue that I had was that, you know, it's more tough talk. It's more... Um mm-hmm. you know we went over there talking tough and went over there right. thinking we were going to step in there we were going to uh beat up on these local yokels um and then we was, we were going to implement whatever solutions that we wanted to implement you know nation building and then we were going to get out of there well it's 20 years later we're getting our ass handed to us um Mm-hmm. By people that we've trained and armed. Yeah, yeah, we've trained I mean, them is, uh... on tactics, and then we armed them, mm-hmm. and now they're using that for themselves, which which is is stri- right. in- intelligent. But, um, so we got over there. We need to regroup. We need to uh, um, extract ourselves out of that situation because it's a quagmire that's only going to drag on longer and longer and takes longer to get to an end. Uh, And so the whole point of this withdrawal is to try to um, cut our losses. Right. And then he goes back in with all of the tough talk. I'm sure they're frightened. These people are willing to blow themselves up. And so you're threatening to go over there and drop more bombs. Yeah. Who's frightened by that? What is, who's? How does that benefit anything?
2: Well, right now it doesn't benefit anyone because we can't even do it. It's just talk. Like you said, we're not going to bomb the area. We're, uh, we're not going to drop bombs when they can just start taking out our people. That when they still can start there, taking so. out people
0: that's on the ground.
2: Yeah. It's, it's just talk. It's talk right now. So you make a good point. What's the point? Uh, what is the purpose? Uh, we need to focus on getting, uh, our, as many people out, uh, by the deadline or if they, the deadline could be extended, that would be great. But right now it's looking pretty shaky that that might not happen.
0: I agree. I, I just, I just, you know, all of this talk of, um, you know, we're gonna, we're gonna blow up stuff, and we're gonna take revenge, and, and you know, all of that. Um, we, even if you're not trying to frighten them, even if what you're doing is negotiating in the press to say, all right, if you keep this crap up we're going to come back and start bombing. What do they care? We've been bombing. We've Mm -hmm. had multiple surges of military. We've taken over areas that they've taken, have since taken back. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: How does that talk in any way make the situation any better if what you're trying to do is get people off the ground
2: you're right you're right i mean it's talk it's this talk at the end of the day uh what we do is going to be what matters and right now our hands are pretty much tied because beyond getting those people out uh I don't know what the solution is. Uh, there's There's talk about military action, but on what level and what action, we'll have to wait and see. But right now, I'd say the war is not over. Why do you say the war is not over? Because the Taliban is in control and they are threatening American life. And I think... There's too many people over there for us to just turn around and walk away if they start taking out Americans. I think we'll be drugged right back over there if if something like that were to happen. I agree with you. And I think that that bombing
0: was an attempt to keep America there. Because you got to remember, they've benefited from having America there. Hmm. they've gotten extra military equipment.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: They've gotten, you know, uh, they've they've gained legitimacy
1: mm-hmm.
0: as an organization. You know, the United States wants to kill the Taliban, so the Taliban must be something.
2: Yeah. I agree but with you. But the question is, who, who's in control over there is what we really got to look at, because from all reports the factions technically aren't supposed to be working together they're kind of infighting each other between uh the Taliban the ISIS group and then you got some al-Qaeda factions over there from from what i'm hearing is that they're not really a unified bunch so who's pulling the strings right now because this ISIS group is trying to flex their muscles. And I think the Taliban wants is trying to be diplomatic, but at the same time, they're the ones that said that they're not going to extend the deadline. So they're kind of flexing their muscles, pushing for something. And I think they want payout. I think they want to get paid. Really? They're, brand new, they're a brand new government. They've just taken over. They've got arms, but they don't have much. Uh, I don't think they have much cash right now, and I think they may be trying to squeeze us for some money for those people over there. So you think that, that by killing people that they're they're going to get money? Well, that wasn't the, from reports. That wasn't the Taliban that did the bombing. That was the ISIS people. Okay, right. I understand that, but I mean, so so if you if I have an agreement
0: with you, I have an agreement with um, the Taliban. To not mm-hmm. kill people, then ISIS, which is which is a group that that help them in, in in instances, pulls this bombing thing. How does that increase their leverage?
2: I think it. I think it. It says it may, may uh, not increase their leverage directly. Mm-hmm. But if they were to step up. And I don't know how much power they have, but if they were to step up and says, okay, um we will put more pressure on these ISIS people and try to uh keep them out to protect your people, they may want something in return. Oh, I don't I I, I can see that. I'm just
0: thinking, you know, at this particular point, um it we've lost uh Twelve dead soldiers, and we've lost um, a few hundred people in this in this t- attack. There was the wounded. Yeah. Um, hmm. What's the likelihood that the United States is going to go? Uh, yeah, we want to make additional concessions to the Taliban, who can't control. Who 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 are basically. Um, responsible for all of those areas around the airport and they can't stop or control or, or do anything with ISIS, Mm -hmm. then what am I negotiating with Taliban for? So if, if, if it's money, you know, you just, you just lost millions of dollars because you know, the, 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 what you have done is you've created a political backlash at home um uh, uh questions at home uh so let me stop real quick um reflex, we do take questions and comments um so so you've created a political backlash at home that's going to make anything that I can do to negotiate with you that much more difficult. you're talking about the Taliban. I'm talking about the Taliban, because the Taliban is the biggest group. So even if you're talking ISIS or you're talking um, some of the smaller factions, the Taliban basically is the biggest group.
2: They may be the biggest group, but at this point, I'm not sure what their real motives are. But if they're going to be in power, they're going to need resources to, to fight off these smaller groups like the al-Qaeda and the ISIS extremists mm-hmm. uh, if they want to be diplomatic and uh, have some sort of legitimate government that the world ex- accepts mm-hmm. they're going to have they're going to need some backing now how are they going to get that backing they're going to have to show some sort of power and right now with the um, ISIS thing that happened maybe an opportunity for them to step up and say, well, look, uh, we'll, we'll put a squash to that. We'll help you. But what are you going to do for us? Cause they've already told us that they're not going to extend the deadline. So they're trying to show some flex, some muscle right there. But beyond that, they're going to have to show that they can control these other groups too.
0: Right. So this and could that's be what, their, what I'm saying, I don't, to, you know, yeah. that, that incident, um, so, so let me say real quick, um, the this, this show is designed around uh, people being able to make comments uh, and ask questions during the show so that we can include them, because it's about having you join the conversation. So please feel free to type in your questions or comments. Um, so uh, Reflex says that, in my opinion, this is the worst hostage situation the world has ever seen there are charity groups currently trying to get certain groups out of afghanistan but they Uh don't have access to the airports so they are negotiating dollars for lives um and and i think that's part of what you were saying um and, and and i so it has it has i'm not a hostage negotiator i'm not a negotiator or I haven't done that kind you know that kind of negotiating. Um, and in a military situation, what I have read and 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 so there are a lot of things that I don't know. But when you give money for hostages, when you the the more you are are willing to exchange something for something to people that are using tactics such as this you make mm-hmm. the situation worse rather than better.
2: That's that's potentially true, but how in this situation, we've got lives at risk that, that could be taken away in an instant. So the question is, how do we negotiate to get those people out? What What are we gonna use? We can't bomb our way out of this one. I don't think that's military um, effort is going to work right now. They're they're going to have to figure out how to how to get protection for those people there. And with the with the uh, Taliban being in control of the passages in in and out of the airport and everything, those hostages are or potential hostages are in in a very very vulnerable situation. It's 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 looking pretty bad.
0: Right, I agree with you. So, so um, from our guest, he says uh, he or she says I would agree with you in a traditional sense, but in this situation, and I'm assuming I'm assuming his traditional sense of negotiating for hostages. Uh, mm-hmm. He, okay, negotiating for hostages. Um, that there is a there are factions over there that have to be dealt with, and mm-hmm. They're basically ransoming off portions of the population, and and that goes back to the comment that I made earlier, um, where you're you're dealing with people who believe that the lives of everyone is a negotiating tool, and they will blow up, destroy, mm-hmm. kill anyone that they think is going to better serve their cause. So so I'm concerned that. Like, you you know, you, you're you mentioning, uh, and, and Reflex is, that, you know, money is changing hands, that there's money involved in this, that they're trying to... And so we're trying to get out of there. We're trying to exit the situation. If we pump money right. in there, we basically start pumping up that government. So, yes, they have us over a barrel because... They're saying, if you don't give us money, we're going to kill more people. And our goal is to get people out. Mm-hmm. And um, and if we then start that negotiating stuff and pump money into them, they're only going to get worse. So, so my thought is, let's get the hell out of there. Let's get as many people out of there as we possibly can do the best that we can to limit the uh, political damage at home and then deal with um, the fallout from that. We already have Republicans that are talking about sending more troops into that situation. Mm -hmm. That means you put more people potentially at risk. Exactly, and you 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 are at the situation where you're re-escalating a twenty-year conflict that you're trying to get out of.
2: Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Uh, you know, the options are are not great. You get out, leave the leave whoever there there, whatever happens to them, or you try some sort of uh, military effort, which would likely fail because it would be pretty easy to take out most of those people in the situations that they're in. you know uh, they don't really have any protection. So what do we do? That's you know we've been the thing is we've for the last 20 years, the whole thing has been about money. We've been pumped trillions of dollars into the economy, into uh, the Afghani uh, government, whoever was in charge. And uh, it's been pretty corrupt as well. The, the, those leaders over there weren't really acting in good faith. Um, so we, pretty, we set this up, you know, for the last 20 years. We've been trying to make them uh, a democratic society. For what reason, I don't know why they thought that would ever work. Uh, it's been a big failure we've given the army all those weapons, trained them for all this time. And as soon as uh, they got tested, they just threw, threw their hands up and walked away. I mean, we have set them up for failure. We, we set ourselves up for failure, trying to do what we were trying to do when we should have just got out from the beginning. So, so that's why we're here.
0: I agree. So, so I want to address two issues. One from Reflex and one from you. Um, so we went in to nation build. Or we went in mm-hmm. and we thought um, by nation building, it would help us uh, achieve better results. We were unsuccessful in building uh, nation building as far mm-hmm. as implementing democracy. Uh, the, the things that just turned my stomach is watching George W. Bush talking about planting that seed of democracy and it growing to be a big tree. Um, You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Um, So in our country, we haven't implemented completely democracy. We have people in politics in the national and local level actively putting up barriers for people to vote and claiming it is a way to secure the vote because they're not um, producing any uh, solutions when they're told that their plans are going to disenfranchise people. They're not producing alternatives on how to keep from disenfranchising people and still implement their plan. We have people in in rural parts and and forested parts of the country um, preparing for war against our government. So we still have issues about implementing democracy here at home. Exactly. Now. Yeah. So, our guest talked about that we would be sending in, troops if we send in troops to try to help uh, stabilize this situation, they believe that um, because we're going in with a purpose this time, that, we, be, that we, we would be more successful. And here's what I'll say. We had a purpose when we went in. And then scope creep happened. happened. As a business person, I call it scope creep. That means we changed that purpose. Okay. So we went in to get out. Al- we went in because of nine, nine 11 to get mm-hmm. the bad guys so that they wouldn't come fight on our soil. Mm-hmm. Then we changed our mission. Right. Because we're going to start building schools and we're start going to propping up the government and we're start going to start training their military and we're going to train them to fight against you know, other factions to make them more Mm -hmm. secure. That's, that's a change. Right. Who's to believe that if we do this again, that we, we go in with another quote unquote, clear strategy that it's not going to change again. So you're thinking we're going to go in with a purpose. We're going in with a purpose to just get these people out. And then all of a sudden two or three um uh, uh, what do you call them um suicide bombers set off bombs then we decide in order to be in order to safely continue to remove people, we've got to go hunt down the people that are gonna um you know run suicide missions now we've changed the scope again just that simple- mm-hmm. and now we we get in and we find that the 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 2,000 troops that we sit in to hunt down those suicide bombers is not enough. Mm-hmm. So we need another 2,000 to make it 4,000 to cover the area that we need to cover. Scope
2: creep. Well, you say hunt down the the suicide bombers, mm-hmm. uh, I thought the purpose was to go in and get out the remaining uh, citizens, the people that that's we need to get I, out. That's what
0: I said. That's how the, That's how easily, the scope uh-huh. changes. That's how easily yeah. the scope creeps. It happened yeah, that in front happen. of us. Um, um, Joe Biden started talking. We're gonna, um, we're going to get the people that did this because we're never gonna forgive and we're never gonna forget. Scope right. creep. Okay. He didn't He didn't stay on message. He didn't say, no matter what they do, we're going to get these people out first. We're going to get out as many people as we can. We're going to be safe, and then we'll deal with anything afterwards. He already scope right. creeped in the freaking <laughs>
2: conference. Yeah. you. I mean, you're right. You're right. The message should have been... We need to get those people out, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and, and since you mentioned that I, I I was, it was calling my attention about Osama bin Laden. So he was behind nine 11, right? Mm -hmm. That's that's what we've been told. Yes. And so I'm going to go with that until I know different. Uh Right. Apparently he did, they did some training over there with, Al Qaeda or whoever ISIS in Afghanistan, correct? Okay. Is that isn't that what they uh, the claim was that they were training over there? Right. Well they when were we training right. That they, they were Laden. using
0: that the, the uh, Afghanistan mm-hmm. as a training facility for suicide bombers.
2: Okay. So which is why we went when in- we find caught bin Laden, where was he? He was Wasn't like, he in Pakistan? yeah he was in pakistan do you think pakistanis didn't know he was there
0: well okay uh, let's say he let's say they, they did i mean I, so your so your point is is that pakistan is as much of a problem as
2: afghanistan what was what was the retribution against pakistan for housing a criminal mhm I don't I don't I'm just saying we 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 did all of this over there in Afghanistan but yet Pakistan can take the main bad guy over there harbor him and hide him from us but they're okay. Well, we don't know. We don't know if there were sanctions
0: or if if there was diplomatic communication. Um I don't I I don't remember any but, mm-hmm. but I'm not saying that 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 it didn't happen. I'm just saying I don't remember seeing it. But it's quite possible that that's the case. I mean, what, right. so 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 you want to go in and
2: and you want to punish Pakistan too? In the
1: uh, of co-
0: this know,
2: I want to know how they got away with it. Why why wasn't there repercussions? I don't know if there was. I, I don't. I, right. I don't know
0: if that. I don't. I that's not a conversation I can have. I just don't have the
2: information for it. Right, right, right. I'm just, I'm just bringing up a point. Sometimes there's a lot going on that, that they don't tell us and we don't know about, like you said before, but that's something that I wonder about why was Pakistan able to harbor bin Laden and nothing became of that, that we know of. Okay. I, I'm, um, I'm sure, you know, so,
0: okay. I, i don't I don't know I'm just not prepared to have that conversation um on pakistan you know i am sure yeah. Pakistan has had some other transgressions um you know we've had transgressions with you know some of our partners um you know and so how how do we deal with that how how do we um
2: Right. Yeah. So, well, I mean, if, if he's. If he was the ultimate bad guy because of nine eleven and they were harboring over him, uh, over so there. Are you, you are you think,
0: advocating for going in and punishing Pakistan?
2: No, no. I'm it. That's all over now. I'm just looking back and wondering why wasn't that an issue? Nobody seemed to really well, say I, okay, much. So, about so here's my there. thought. So, and, and I'm, and I'm,
0: I'm going to take this opportunity to show this second clip. Okay. Okay. So so one of the things that I think happens is in the course of asking questions, um, we can put out ideas about um, policy that could wind up being detrimental to the overall policy. So in in the case of you know, we're, you and I were talking, about, you and I and, and Reflex, Reflex are, are talking about Afghanistan. And then uh-huh. you mentioned Pakistan and you mentioned the troubles in Pakistan. So now if that catches on, if other people start asking that question, well, why haven't we done something about Pakistan? You know, he made a, he made a great point. Why, why haven't we done something about Pakistan? So now there becomes this uproar about Pakistan. And so now there's pressure, the political pressure, to, to do something about Pakistan. So it's not, it's, it doesn't become just a question. It, it can become an issue. A
2: conversation at the, the very least.
0: Well, you know, and so the question, okay. So, but let me play the second clip. Let me make sure I set it up. I think I did. This This material material is being presented via Copyright copyright Disclaimer under under Section 107 107 of the the Copyright Copyright Act of 1976. 1976. Allowance is made for for fair use for purposes purposes such as as criticism, criticism, comment, comment, new reporting, teaching scholarship, education, and research. Fair use is a use permitted by copyright statute that otherwise might be infringing.
1: Wait, wait, wait. Let me take the one question from the most interesting guy that I know in the press. That's you. Mr.
0: President, there had not been a U.S. service member killed in combat in Afghanistan since February of 2020. You set a deadline, you pulled troops out, you sent troops back in, and now 12 Marines are dead. You said the buck stops with you. Do you bear any responsibility for the way that things have unfolded in the last two weeks?
1: I bear responsibility for fundamentally all that's happened.
0: Okay, I partially think that that was an absolutely ridiculous question. The president of the United States. So, so if you go on with the answer, um, he he um, uh, reflex says it's a hundred percent of a gotcha question, but. If you go on and listen to the clip and I cut it short, you know, he talks about he actually gives uh, uh, Donald Trump some credit for, you know, setting the deadline and, and that kind of stuff. And then he goes on and he talks about trying to live up to that deadline and that it's his responsibility. But the president of the United States accepts responsibility for himself and for every president that comes before him. That's the nature of the job. You don't get to go, but it was the other guy's fault. Mm-hmm. Now you do get to comment and say, "Donald Trump or uh, the the former president did this," and I've had and I've tried to to modify things. But
1: mm-hmm.
0: as the responsibility of the, the the United States, when you step into that job, you take you take on the entire history of the United States you accept all of it that's that it comes with that job and and to ask this question you know and the way he asked the question you know there wasn't um, so he went out there what you know uh, there wasn't a a loss in February and uh, Biden went to point out that the reason there wasn't a, there was not a loss was because um, the former president negotiated the exit, and that's why the killing of American troops stopped. Now I've had to, you know, extend that so that we can do better preparations to get out of here, and. This instance occurred. So now trying to point blame at this particular point or asking that question, um, to me seemed unnecessary. It, it, it pointed to things happening and it was unnecessary. You could have easily said, um, you know, after February, uh, You know, we we didn't lose military soldiers, but we have recently. Um, Can you explain that? And then Mm -hmm. Biden would go on. The reason we stopped losing, um, we stopped losing military after February is because of the negotiated exit. And now that we're trying to get out, people see opportunities and this is where we are. But the way that question was was asked, um, like. I I don't know if it was designed to make him look stronger by accepting responsibility or make him look weaker um, uh, to question his his position as uh, commander-in-chief. I I thought it was just a really horrible, horrible question. It was ignorant.
2: (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean— it was a bad question. It put him on the spot. I, you think he handled it well?
0: Yes, I did. I do. I think he handled it well. I, I don't like the the intro. I'm gonna ask a question of somebody that I know makes good questions or some crazy stuff he said. Um, right, right. But, but you know, yeah, you, you know, you when you're in that job and he's been in in DC for 40 years or whatever um you you develop a rapport with the people that uh work that job mm-hmm. and so i i don't have a problem yep. with that and sometimes that's going to come through on the camera um, and i'm good with that uh you know sometimes it's going to it's going to come across to me badly but i have to keep mm-hmm. in mind he has a relationship with them that i don't know about and so that that's what happens
2: yeah so now the the situation was President Trump originally set the deadline for the withdrawal. Was that correct? huh was it correct? Is it correct that Trump set that deadline originally? He said the original yeah, yeah so Netflix when Biden got in, this was how long ago he January. came in in January, right. So he's had, what, um, almost eight months, is it, since he's been in, Mm -hmm. roughly? Okay. More than enough time to kind of analyze that situation, I would think. And from what I understand is he had many officials in his ear warning him about those people and getting them out. But for some reason, it wasn't addressed. And I'm trying to figure out why, what was the reason he let it lag so long? Because if, had they started when they got, when they got in the office, realizing how big that task was, it wouldn't be such a catastrophe that it is right now. Somebody, somebody dropped the ball. And I understand he had plenty of people in his ear discussing that deadline. So you, so you're thinking that, that, um,
0: that he should, that he, that he should not have lost any people that it, no, it I'm been saying
2: prepared? he should have made Had he been listening, he could have figured out that this was going to be a problem in time to, uh, make adjustments. Okay.
0: So, so, I'm not saying this in defense. What I'm saying is war is messy and it changes in moment by moment. And what you expected at 5 p.m. on Friday may not be what you see at 6 p.m. on Friday. Mm-hmm. I I cannot believe that, um, that we have Military people who have been in the military for 40 and 50 years who are at the top ranks do not know how to accomplish their jobs. So so if we are experiencing these problems, I'm thinking that maybe that there's something there that they didn't anticipate. And that's, that's the unpredictability of war.
2: Yeah, well, but the question is two questions. Who First of all, who were the they? And the second question is, at the time, we weren't really at war. We were, things weren't like they are now. They had, they were in their funk, they had the Afghans had a certain amount of control. The the Taliban had not taken over. And this happened just recently as things got toward this deadline, which made it really, really difficult to accomplish the the mission. But had they not procrastinated so long to do this and try to do everything at the last minute, it wouldn't have been messy, like you said. Well, here's the thing too. One, one of the things that you didn't
0: mention, they probably had an expectation that that they were going to get some support from the Afghan government that they had put in place and the Afghan military, which they had trained. Mm-hmm. And so if mm-hmm. you're working on the assumption that you're going to have those extra men and muscle, and then that disappears, it changes all your calculations.
2: Yes, but you you... you I understand what you're saying but when you say they who are the ones making the decisions and who were they listening to because there were people that had different opinions and apparently they weren't being listened to because there were plenty of military officials making comments like these guys can't can't you know shoot their way out of a balloon or you know they would they saw the red flags, but nobody was listening to them. And so there was some ignorance or incompetence up going up the chain and things just, uh, the signals were missed. They weren't being heard.
0: Well, and okay. then the military so, and here's things.
2: And, yeah. And,
0: and, and again, I'm not, it is to add some additional context. So you're right. Let me say that there there are people who are going to be not listened to. You're in a room, you've got 15 advisors, you're going to have 15 ideas. And so you have to pick the best one. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And then if something happens where one of the other advisors that you didn't accept turns out to be right, then you look bad. But at the time, you had to go off the best information that you had then. And so, and so as you're pointing to these other advisors who might be right, I have to g- fall back on the idea that we have a military that is very good. And if they chose to not listen to those particular voices they had a reliable reason not to and so they made a decision that didn't turn out to be the best mm-hmm. i understand that i get the feeling from your question is that you think like you said they dropped the ball i don't know if they dropped the ball i'm just not going with that obs- assumption i don't think you're wrong maybe somebody did drop the ball maybe they did make the mistake or Maybe they went with something else that didn't turn out the way that they thought it would.
2: Because if you go going with the idea, I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Well, I'll say this, I'll say politics gets messy because when you have politics, you have all these different voices and people with different uh, motives and intentions. And if you get certain people in control pulling the strings then uh you know you're you're looking at uh uh whatever their motives are might be behind uh, bad decisions, you know if you're listening to the wrong people but when you, that's what happens when people get appointed in positions and they they have a certain amount of power uh it it could be a mistake someone made someone could be putting uh the wrong uh members in these high positions, especially in the, at the cabinet level. Okay. So,
0: so, um, our guest reflex, uh, says that we should not Monday morning quarterback. And, and what I want to say is, is that I don't think we're Monday morning quarterbacking. I think that, um, so if you, because I know Warren, Warren tries to ask questions that are thought provoking and so sometimes um, in the middle of trying to get things done, you have to evaluate whether you're headed in the right direction. So Warren's saying, hey, these are, there are people who were there that said do things differently, and they weren't mm-hmm. listened to. Yep. So now maybe we need to start listening to them because maybe they have information that's going to better make to make the situation better. And I, and I think that that's Warren's approach to to getting things done is we're in the middle of a shitstorm and and uh, there are some people that didn't get listened to. So maybe we need to start listening to those people. And that and that's all I think. It's not Monday morning quarterbacking. It's making sure that we're agile. Because one of the things that is a problem for large organizations is agility. Because there's a whole decision-making process that can, can be cumbersome and slow things down. Because information has to go up, be analyzed, data has to go up, be analyzed, decision comes down. Mm-hmm. And uh, people tend to, once they've made a decision, to want to see it through because if you bail out of a decision too soon then then the, the the results can be catastrophic sometimes you have to stick with your decision a little longer even though it wasn't uh, is even though the early results didn't favor or turn out the way you thought that they should
2: So, at the end of uh, the time period, what is it, August 31st, let's say we have 15,000, 25,000 people still left at that airport, and the Taliban says, no more. You're, you're out of the airport. You can't come back in. How do you see that uh How do you see that ending? Do we just take off and leave them there? Well, at that point, you have to you have to
0: evaluate whether sending additional troops in um, to to get those last few people out is going to be necessary. And if if you send those few people, if you send some additional military in, you know, how do you rein in and, and keep scope creep from happening? How do you how do you how do you make sure that all they do is get out those people that you they sent them in to get out? Because war is messy. And just because yeah. you think an additional five thousand people is gonna help you get those people out, you may see may wind up seeing that you can't get those people out without eliminating some positions that you that the adversary has holding because they have you pinned down. They have those people pinned down and they're using them as bait to get you to send more military into the situation, to to make you escalate the conflict. So you have to, you have to make decisions based on that data. Sure. So I don't know. I don't know, you know, if we're going to send in more people. You know, there. I don't get those military updates, those military briefings.
2: Well, I was asking, I was asking you, what did you see as an option uh, if it came down to that? I, it, it's war. I, I've, you know, that's that's just you. You, I.
0: Okay. So, so, so my first thought people. is, my first thought is. Um, to ask the military heads, you know, what's the potential? How many, how many potential lives are we going to lose um, to get those people out? What are the, what are the solutions? What mm-hmm. are the solutions that we can put into place to get those people out? And what is the fallout from those solutions? How do we get in, make sure we get what uh, do what we sit, set out to do and get the hell out of there? with minimal loss, exactly. no loss, if possible, minimal loss at best
2: at worst. Yeah. Well, absolutely. Without a doubt. I think right now those conversations have been going on for a minute because the end, the end is finite it's set. So the question is what happens at that point when we get to that deadline and we have a problem. Do we walk away? Do we dig in and send in the troops? I mean, this has got to be a conversation that's going on right now. Sure. I don't think they're going to wait until the 31st to say, well, what do we do now? You know, without having been discussing it. So I like to be a fly on the wall right now in the Pentagon and in the capital or you know figuring out trying to see what they're working on i really would like to hear that conversation or those conversations sure you know because it's it's every day it's getting messier you know tomorrow you wake up might be how many more a hundred more dead you know Mm -hmm. who knows how many more bombers have gotten in there and then what do you do about that so
0: so so what if this bomber was just a test run so that Uh they know how many more, more, um, bombers that they have to send in
2: to get the impact that they want. Exactly. And that's, that's, you're probably correct. It's we're, we're going to test them, you know, everything they do right now is to be considered a test. And the Taliban, I, I, I don't hear much from them right now. I don't know what they're actually saying because this is, um, ISIS is taking a claim. And so the Taliban is, uh, I haven't heard a response from them. Have you? Uh, no, no, I haven't seen anything. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not even sure who the leaders are actually by name at this point. All right. I'm going to
0: thank our guest, uh, reflex for coming, um, for joining us today. We're here every Friday, um, f- uh, from two to three, uh, central time. Uh, we're also here on Saturday. Um, Our topics change every day and you're more than welcome to come and join us. And I do thank you for your comments. Um, I look forward to having you back with us. Uh, One of the things that uh, I wanted to say before we, well, I'm going to leave it. Um, uh, So we'll be back tomorrow. We hope that uh, our, our other co-host gets to join us. Any last words, uh, Warren, before we get out?
2: No, I mean, uh, this, I don't think, uh, (laughs) <laughs> we're going to be able to end this conversation because it is too big. And there's too m- much going on right now. So I'm pretty sure next, uh, well, to- we're going to continue tomorrow. So who knows? There may be some headlines that we can, uh, that'll, bring that'll into focus. Add some mm-hmm. more light onto the subject.
0: Yeah. Uh, we look but- forward to seeing you guys <laughs> with us tomorrow. Yep. That concludes this episode of Altitude Adjustment. And thank you for listening. This podcast is streamed live on YouTube and twitch.tv and is designed for listener interaction. Visit the website, thelionsdenstl.wixsite.com forward slash home to join the discussion. The audio version of Altitude Adjustment is available where you get your podcasts, including stitcher.com, the iTunes store, and the Google Play Music Store to name a few. Remember that the internet is powered by your likes, shares and comments so please like share and comment on this and other episodes of altitude adjustment because it matters and as always look out for the other guy because they may not be looking out
1: for you